Shall we go now to Abram? Oh, by the way, in the next few chapters, you'll see Abraham's private army at work. But we'll not discuss that today. Uh, we'll discuss that later. Now, Genesis 13. Remember, in Genesis 12, that Abram and uh, Sarai went out of Egypt richer. And that was an awkward situation, but God used the awkward situation to bless them. Now, I do not want to debate whether it was, was it God's will for Abram to go to Egypt or not. Was it a mistake? Uh, that's not the debate there. The beautiful thing is God used that situation. And uh, Abram did something uh, not honorable there by lying and uh, not saying the whole truth about Sarah, Sarai being his wife. Yet the Lord still used that because the Lord is committed to his plan. Yes, we have weaknesses, but his plan and purpose shall be fulfilled. And you might say, will God use me? If you want to be used and you have faith, God will. Pastor, I have so many flaws. If you have that intent and desire to become more like Christ in prayer and faith and, and by studying the Word of God, even how, how flawed we are, God can and will fulfill His purpose and can even use our mistakes for His glory. So Abram came back richer. He needed to be richer because he was commissioned to build a nation. And he will be building a nation and he needs that. He needs um, a lot of people and a lot of herds. Then, uh, but in this situation, Lot, his nephew, was also rich with flocks, herds, and tents. Now, there's a debate uh, that says, should uh, Lot have joined Abram? Should Abram allowed Lot to join him when he left his people? Now, some scholars are saying Abram shouldn't have allowed because the calling was for him alone. Others said, no, it's, it's unclear. God did not give a a clear thing that it's only Abram and he could not bring anybody there. But it, it, there was a problem. At first, it gave, gave security. Uh, another family member close by gave security. And in those days, you need a lot of men to secure what you own and your family as well against bandits and raiders. So uh, Abram was richer. Lot had uh, his own riches as well. And the land could not hold them. And for the sake of peace... Abram and Lot separated for the sake of peace. Abram asked Lot to choose. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. And uh, take note, not all separations are bad. Okay? Not all separations are bad. This is between cousins. Actually, Lot was a nephew. He was called brother because that's what they call us. As long as you're family, you're called brother. It's just like here in church, right? We're not brothers by blood, but in Christ, if I see you here, you have faith, I call you brother, I call you sister. Can you say hello to the brother and sister around you that you don't know so much? Go on, go around and say hello. Introduce yourself, at least your first name. So when you see each other out there in a coffee shop or in SM or in Jollibee or where in McDonald's, in Tribo Grill, wherever, you can say, hi, I know you from church. All right? Now... Uh, they had to separate for the sake of peace. Now, 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 I want to bring you to this, to this portion where Lot chose the land where it was well watered. You see, Lot was living by sight. He saw, this was well watered. I'll go here. But the only problem was Sodom and Gomorrah was there too. And they were very evil people. Okay? Uh, for Abram... 
uh, he had to trust God for the rain. Take note. In the land that uh, Abram claimed, Lot went to one side, he went to the other side. It's not as well watered compared to the land that Lot chose. And uh, Abram have to, had to trust God for the rain to make the land rich. And I think Lot made a mistake there, or maybe it's God's will. And uh, uh, I believe it is God's will that Abram and his descendants will have to trust God by faith with the land that was given them, though it was not well watered. But after that event, God reaffirmed his covenant to Abram. Reaffirmed, again, saying, walk here, walk there, east, west, north, south. This is yours and to your descendants. And he once again built an altar so he can worship God. Don't you see? Abraham is a man of faith. Abram is a man of faith, but he's also a man of worship, right? Somehow faith and worship go together. It does. So uh, Abram being a man of faith in different locations, he would worship God. He would put a monument, a certain part where he would, uh, the, the Bible said an altar. It's not an altar with an image. It's just a monument that says, God spoke to me here. God dealt with me here. God revealed himself to be here. And he chose those locations as mementos for him, as memorabilias for him, so that when he would go there, he would worship God again and again. Just like this place. This place is now very memorable to us. Many of us heard the gospel here for the first time. Some of us met, did not, may not have heard the gospel here for the first time, but we grew here in Christ. Some of us met really good friends here, uh, uh, sincere, true friends here in this place. So this place is somewhat like a memorable area for us. It's a very simple story, and I'd like to go now to uh, how does this apply to us. Uh, first, we have to accept that sometimes a little separation is okay for the sake of peace. Sometimes a little separation is okay for the sake of peace. Yes, somehow, you know, the family, uh, Filipino family wants to stay in one place. And I see that, like, there were, in Goa at least, there are two barangays that somehow are related to me. And I, I was being told most of those barangays, those two barangays are related to you by blood. I said, really? They never separated from each other? Uh, they're used to that, you know, just a walking distance. There's another house, and then another give birth. They grow up. They want to start a family. They won't go so far. Sometimes that's good. Uh, but if you bring it too close, sometimes it's uncomfortable. So sometimes a little separation is good. Do you know that some friends, it's better that they miss each other and see each other only once in a while? Yeah, because if they still stay too long with each other, they end up quarreling. They end up disagreeing. And that goes to some of our brothers and sisters too, right? Sometimes to meet each other once in a while, we miss each other. We hug each other. But after three days, somebody has to go, okay? Because we'll end up trying to scrutinize the life of the other one, and they're trying to do the same thing, and we're giving our unsolicited advice. Do you know that breaks a lot of relationships? unsolicited advice. Actually, advice is given when it is asked. And if you don't want advice, you want to slowly share. And there's a big difference between sharing and like being superior and giving your advice. You see, those who always give advice to others have a superiority complex. 
But those who just want to share, I like being with those people. They share to me to help me improve. I share to them, I help them improve. I'm not better than them, and they're not better than me. We treat each, others, each other as equals and friends. I can learn from each one of you, and I believe you can learn from me as well. Each life has a lesson to tell has a lesson to share, and I am more than willing to listen and find that lesson in that life. Sometimes it's good, sometimes they went through bad things, but it's still a lesson to listen to. A, le a lesson to listen to. Some of us never get the lesson because we keep talking, right? We never stop to listen and be interested in others. That's why sometimes even brothers and sisters every now and then have to have their space. Now, even husband and wife need a little space from each other to breathe, correct? Oh, no, no, no. It doesn't mean you're quarreling. It just means, hey, honey, can, you, can we have just a little space? I want a little me time with my God and with my friends. And uh, we just ask permission. My wife and I ask permission from each other. Okay, go visit your friends in Manila. I also enjoy the me time. Okay? And... Um, and after a while, of course, when she comes back, I miss her so much, and she misses me so much, and she has a lot of story to share to me about her friends and some of the friends I don't know about. And that's cool because I don't know about, and uh, some I know, and she shares, and I also share what happened when she was gone, and which is not much, uh, but that's okay. Men doesn't, don't have to be uh, uh, so much into the details, but... But sometimes a little separation is okay. It's not always bad. So don't feel so bad or offended if somebody tries to have a little distance. It's okay. Can you say to your family members and friends, a little distance is okay. Konti lang ha, konti lang. Huwag tayong masyadong lalayo. But in heart, we should be connected in heart. Okay? Why? Because if we don't give that little distance, quarrel will happen. That's like Lot and Abram's people. They were quarreling. They were quarreling with each other to avoid quarrel and for the sake of peace, let us separate. Now, uh, Lot chose the area with water. Abram was left with an area that is not as well watered compared to what Lot chose. Now, application here I'd like to share is if others have more opportunities, no need to envy. Your confidence is in the Lord. Your con you have to have faith. We have to have faith in the Lord saying, you can do amazing things in our lives. If somebody has a lot of opportunities and you seem to have less, and sometimes you have friends who are not so much dedicated to the Lord, and in fact, you know, some of them do a lot of funny things, illegal things, but they seem to be richer and uh, sometimes maybe you know some of these people that, that well, you don't know, but maybe they're, they're questionable. However, then don't envy them. And don't envy people who are more prosperous because the focus is what? The focus is our confidence in the Lord. Abram had to trust God for the rain. It's not well watered, but that's faith. We have to trust God if our opportunities may seem less compared to others, then we have to trust God. You know, in the world, there's a saying that, uh, um, you know, you play the hand that's given to you. I think that's in poker, right? Whatever is given to you, make use of what you receive. In life, 
You have things that God gave you, and we make use of that. Some people were born in a, a very wealthy family. Some of us were born with nothing. Some of us were, most of us are somewhere in the middle, lost in the middle. But no family is perfect. No background is perfect. Instead of comparing to others, we must rather trust God. Even the opportunities we have now, let us just trust God and allow God to lead us from one place to another. From one level to another, allow God to bring us to the next level, trusting in Him rather than, rather than what? Complaining and grumbling. Grumbling, complaining, why didn't I have that? If only I had that. And instead of focusing on your trust in the Lord, you focus more on your, the issues you have, which is the lack of this, the lack of that. And we give so much excuses, so many excuses why we cannot serve the Lord. Some of us give excuses why we cannot uh, serve our families better. Some of us give excuses on why we cannot worship well and put God first. So, my friends... Put your confidence in the Lord, not on the world. The danger later, you will see that Lot would even lose his wife. Because he now be, he, one time he will be living in Sodom and Gomorrah. He saw a lot of opportunities for trade and business. But there was a lot of compromise there because he surrounded himself with very evil people. To a point that uh, his home wanted to be, was, was being assaulted. And we'll be studying that later on. He had some angel guests. And the Sodom and Gomorrah people wanted to rape them. At least sexual relations. But it sounded like they wanted to force themselves in. That was the situation of Lot. So it doesn't mean that there's an opportunity. A good opportunity that we have to get it. We have to pray and ask God. Not all opportunities come from the Lord. Do you know that the devil can bless you as well? Oh, I'm blessed today. From whom? God or the devil? Because the devil can give you opportunities to lure you. Because he cannot overpower you. Because in the name of Jesus, we have more power and authority over Satan and his minions. So what does he do? He deceives us. He lays traps for us. He speaks, he whispers in our minds to shape our way of thinking and make us make wrong decisions. Lot saw the beauty of the watered land near Sodom and Gomorrah. Maybe he also saw the trade where he can sell his livestock. The problem was, it was a mistake. Both of them should have avoided Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot did not. Can you say to somebody, do not envy sinners? You know, this reminds me of a certain verse in the New Testament. It's 1 John 2.15 that says, Love not the world, nor the things in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father. And he who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Did you hear that? If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. So love not the world. Let's say it several times with me. Love not the world. Let's say it. Love not the world. 
Can we say it louder? Love not the world. Go. Love not the world. One more time. There's the world, and there is God. You know, there's a thin line. And I would say the thin line is, who is your priority? Because, you see, I'm into business as well, like some of you. I have work. But that can become the world, the boastful pride of life. That can become the pride of life of my, of, of my career or business, etc., if I don't dedicate it to the Lord, if God is not first in my life, if I don't put the things of God first and put all these other things and it crowds my time with God and my service to God, that is loving the world. If you think Christianity is like if you have extra time, that's what you give to the Lord, you are mistaken. You are of the world if you say that. If you think that you are of the world, but if you think... What is the priority of my life? Seek the kingdom first. His word, my prayer time, my life of worship, coming to worship here on Sunday, and meeting with, with, with your, with your uh, discipleship groups. These all honor God. Even the dawn prayer meeting, it honors God. But if I put other things more important than these, that I don't have time to read my Bible, I don't have time to meditate, I don't have time to pray, I don't have time to learn with others as the Word of the Bible wants us to, then what? We are living of the world. We cannot put one foot in the world and one foot in Christ. No, because two go different ways. There's a difference between Lord I will obey you and fulfill what you want in my life. And should you bless me, I receive it. That is Abraham's way or God's way through Abraham. He was called by God. God blessed him. He was already blessed. He had enough. I think he's a hard worker. But there was some weird situation that there was a transfer of wealth in Pharaoh's court, a situation that happened in the last chapter that Abram became richer. Sometimes the Lord will. And you know, God's promise to Abram is, I will make you a great nation, and I will make your name great. And there's a difference between God making us great and we promoting ourselves to be great. There's a difference. In, in the New Testament, Jesus mentioned that, he who humbles himself shall be exalted, and he who exalts himself shall be humbled. So if God is first, it's coming to God in humility. I need you, Lord. If this is your will, Lord, let it happen. If it is not, I live a life of surrender to you. And I believe that is the safest place. And you will know how great Abram is in his time. That even the kings of his time respected him. And he only honored one, named Melchizedek, the high priest of God. Can you say again, love not the world? So I ask you, which is first? Which is first? I believe in excellence in everything I do. If you're a student, I believe you should excel in what you do. But not to the point that you have no time for God. I do not believe in that kind of excellence. I believe you should excel in the business that you have. If you're employed, I need you to impress. By God's grace, we have to impress our employers. Go the extra mile. 
but not at the expense of what? Prioritizing the things of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We'd rather trust God and allow us, allow God to bless us. You remember Deuteronomy 28, when God said, you shall be blessed or cursed, that if you listen and obey to the law of the Lord your God, that he will command the blessings and it will overtake you. But our faith will be tested, like in chapter 11. You know, Abraham just went, uh, chapter 12, when Abraham just arrived at Canaan, and not being too long there, a famine came. Huh, I thought this is the land of promise. And many would have said, you see, told you you were wrong, Abraham. You should have left your father's house. Because the moment you went there, you had a problem. But you know, some of us are so short-sighted. Just because there's a little problem, you think he made a mistake. Just with a little problem, a little setback, you think God is not blessing. You know, God is simply testing your faith. Abraham's faith will be, is being tested. You know, from the start, God called Abram. His faith was tested until Isaac would come. And even after Isaac would be 13 years old and his faith would still be tested. But that would be the last major test. And now he has a name that is great, not only among Jews, but also among Christians and also among Muslims as well. Abram is Abram. Abraham is Abraham. He is the father, the father of faith. If others have more opportunities, we must be mature in our perspective and say, Lord, whatever you give me, I receive. Whatever you have planned for me, Lord, I submit. I will not make my future you will make my future. I will cooperate your plan with your plan and purpose in my life. It is a surrender. Now, can you act with me and raise your hands and say, Lord, I surrender. My life is yours. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Amen. So just put God first. And next, let us live a lifestyle of faith and worship. Because Abram was a man of faith. He kept trusting God. But he also always set up places of worship places where God dealt with him, he would visit regularly just to worship God. Worship is an important thing. Faith and worship go together. And we must have that lifestyle. Wherever we are at home, we must worship. In church, we must worship. In prayer meetings, we must worship. In the car, we must worship. Just keep your eyes open. In the bus, as you ride, we must worship. In the plane, we must worship. God is enthroned by the praises of his people. There's also another verse that says God inhabits the praises of his people, meaning the presence of God is manifested in the praises of God's people. So friends, instead of trusting yourself in making yourself successful, do the other way. Have faith in God. Trust in Him. And you'll see how He will order your steps. And He will give you opportunities upon opportunities. And sometimes some of us may be experiencing that, that we never run out of opportunities. Trust God. Sometimes maybe you're in a business and we understand, I understand that. That challenges you about your faith or you're tempted to compromise. 
to compromise God's standards. You may feel sometimes that you have to, uh, you have to compromise and participate in sin just to make a deal. I encourage you to trust God and say, Lord, I surrender. Show me a way where I can do business with an honest living and yet be blessed. So I encourage you to trust God because that kind of business has a curse in the end. But the kind of business that we entrust to the Lord, God will bless it not only financially, but also in mind and heart. And you know what? Some people have businesses, but they don't have peace in mind and heart, right? Oh, some are very big businesses, but no peace of mind and heart. But the most important thing is it's whole, whole, that you are blessed materially, uh, emotionally, mentally, relationally, but inside your heart, there's a peace and joy of God in you. We must live a lifestyle of faith and worship. I want you to enjoy worship. Let us enjoy worship. Oh, some of you want to learn an instrument? That's wonderful. It's like David. He would play the harp and sing to the Lord. He would even compose songs. If you want to learn an instrument, go on. Do it for God. No, we won't. we're not learning an instrument because we'll be rock stars or soloists. Maybe some of you might become because you just practice a lot. And, and uh, you may have natural talent. But some of us, like me, I don't think I'll ever have my own recital. Maybe no one would come. Ed Pilapil Jr., solo in the guitar. I don't think anybody would come. Uh, <laughs> but every time we have a, a seminar here in Nago or Manila, people always come. Uh, but I, I, I know a little guitar. Why? Because sometimes I sing a song to my Lord. And I want to learn a little more uh, because I want to sing a song to my Lord every now and then. It's not for the sake of having talent. It's for the sake of having something to offer. Did we get that? We learn things. We do things not for the sake of being great. It's having something to offer. If you're not offering something that costs you, you're not offering anything. And worship is something like that. Some of us may be very busy, and I respect some people who gave their time for the camp. Some of these are very busy people. Uh, they have livelihoods, they have business, they have work. Uh, some of them don't have voice anymore, but they gave their time and effort there. Some young, some middle-aged, but they gave their time because it's a form of worship. Sometimes you sacrifice things for God. You put God first. And you know... By God's grace, again and again, again and again, God always takes care of us. Do I have problems today? Yes. Do I have financial obligations? Yes. Do I have liabilities like you? Yes. But I would say, by God's grace, I am not afraid because I put God first. And you don't have to be afraid because you live a life of faith and worship. Faith and worship. Let us pray. Thank you, my Lord. You are great. You are amazing. Lord, in this study of your word where we saw the wrong decision of Lot, and we will see that in the next chapters that it was the wrong decision. Teach us not to love the world. 
Make this a remembrance to us, a warning to us to put you first rather than the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Lord, we have nothing to prove to people, only to you in faith because we know you're testing us. But we trust because your word says the testing of our faith produces endurance. We pray for a people that is stronger in faith. We pray for a people, us, Lord, stronger in worship, deeper in worship, and stronger in faith. Teach us not to look at the opportunities that the eyes show us, but teach us to look unto you. Not our way, but your will be done. Because your way and your will is always better than ours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.